0: Hi, I'm Julie. So, at the end of my college career at UNI, I wanted to be a web developer. The problem is, is I was a waitress. <laughs> Actually, I was getting ready to graduate with a graphic design degree, but while at, uh, in college I fell in love with web design, and so I wanted to pursue this as a career. So at Perkins, uh, I had this regular customer that I would serve coffee to every day. And he always bugged me about a business opportunity he thinks I'd be a great fit for. Um, I didn't really care because, like I said, I wanted to be a web developer. But after months and months of asking to meet with me about his business opportunity, he finally wore me down and I met with him just to shut him up. So I'm sure you know what happens next. I spent 45 minutes listening to his polished presentation on how I could make lots and lots of money by selling these amazing products. And if I wanted to recruit my friends to sell these amazing products, I could even make more money because I would amazingly get a cut from their sales. It was a classic pyramid scheme pitch. Um, and so after this presentation, amid all this hype of how much money I could actually make, I firmly told him, uh no. Because, of course, he wanted to know why, because in their pyramid scheme plan team, meetings, they had probably practiced a rebuttal for every no in the book, except what I actually came back with. I said, if I did this, even if I made all the money in the world, I wouldn't be true to myself and my passion for design and my calling in life, because at that time, my calling was to become a web developer. He had no answer for this. In fact, he never bugged me about his Little scheme again, because deep down, he knew there is nothing satisfying about selling shampoo and conditioner and anti-aging cream from the trunk of your car. (laughs) Here's what I knew, deep down in my heart back then, that I didn't have a name for. At the intersection of value and calling, gives us purpose. At the intersection of value and calling gives us purpose. Has anyone felt this rumble in your own heart? Tonight, we're starting a series on the book of Colossians called Against the Tide, so go ahead and open up your Bibles uh, to the book of Colossians. So what better way to start this new series than by taking a few minutes to think about our value and to see our calling through the lens of God's higher purpose in our life. In fact, this is how the Apostle Paul opens the letter of Colossians. He opens every letter in this way, and I'm going to read this to you. Hopefully you found it. Verse 1, Paul writes, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brothers to the holy to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ grace and peace you from God our father Paul starts out his life as a murderous Pharisee. He meets Jesus on the road to Damascus. He got a revelation of grace and then he changed the known world at that time. In fact, what he wrote 2000 years ago is still changing and impacting lives today. Paul's life is the definition of going against the tide, of going against what's expected because he was a leader in the Jewish church He meets Jesus and then the trajectory of his life changes. And this is what God wants for us, for you and me. He wants us to encounter him in such a way that it doesn't just affect our lives, but it affects the lives of those around us as well. Because our highest purpose in life is tied closely to following Jesus, and this is countercultural. This is not popular. This is not something that's going to go viral on TikTok. Rather, the life we're called into is lived in the daily grind and in the quiet moments when no one sees what's happening. So here's my one point, the main thing I want you to take away today. One thing, living against the tide is about aligning our hearts with God's higher purpose. Living against the tide is about aligning our hearts with God's higher purpose. And that is my prayer for each and every one of us in this room tonight. That through the course of the night, you will encounter Jesus in a way that gives you a glimpse of what God has planned for you. And then you will take a step or a commitment to take one step towards that, whatever that looks like. My prayer this week has been that each and every one of us will listen open-handedly, expecting an encounter with Jesus. So pay a close attention to that rumble in your heart. Stay in the tension as the Holy Spirit is going to come alongside you and help us make sense of this. Because remember, living against the tide is about aligning our hearts with God's higher purpose. So the Apostle Paul, he's never been to this church in Colossae. He's heard of their faith and he gets right to the point in the beginning of Colossians as he writes this. But as as I read this, I want you to think about Paul writing this to you. Because this church came from all over, they were transplants, they came from other geographical areas and they made their home in Clossy. And just like you, they left their home and their hometowns and they traveled and just like you, they came to, or not like you, they came to Cedar Falls, Iowa. And their faith was well known. In fact, Paul heard of their faith while sitting in a Roman prison across the sea from this place. So I imagine if Paul was alive today and charged with writing to this community he would write something similar to what i'm going to read you right now that he wrote this church two thousand years ago paul wrote this he said for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask god to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, and being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share with his holy people in the kingdom of light. So that's the end goal. Paul prays for this church, and by extension us as well, that we would live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. We would start producing good things in our life as a result of God's will directing us. And then while all of this is happening, he prays that we would lean into God for endurance and patience. And of course, the last thing Paul mentions is that he wants us to be joyful and thankful in the midst of this, which is Paul's secret remedy to everything. So that's the end goal. That's what Paul is praying for this church, and by extension, us as well, our lives to start looking like. But first, there's something we need to understand before this work of God starts happening, which is why Paul continually prays for them, that they would understand with a spiritual insight what he's saying, that God has a will and a purpose for us. He's saying that God's will for each and every one of us is so great, we need all the wisdom and all the understanding that the Holy Spirit willingly gives to understand it. Now remember, living against the tide is about aligning our hearts with God's higher purpose. So to do this, we must lean into God for wisdom, understanding, and direction. So my neighbor, Lindsey, raises chickens, but chickens are prey. Think about it. Have you ever heard of a wild chicken? No, you won't. Chickens can't actually survive without help. So since chickens are vulnerable, my neighbor, Lindsey, bought them protection in the form of a goose. Geese are scary. So my neighbor bought a goose and put it in the pasture with her chickens to keep the coyotes and the foxes away. But do you know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do you know why? Not because the goose wouldn't put up a crazy fight if the time came, but because the goose was not in the pasture with the chickens. The goose was actually in the yard with the truck. And foxes and coyotes don't eat trucks. So my neighbor gets an awesome idea when someone says to her, boy, that goose really likes to look at himself in the truck's chrome. It's true. The goose was glued to the truck, and the goose had obviously bonded with this truck, and the goose was protecting this truck, just like my neighbor hoped it would protect her chickens. Then it dawned on her, the goose isn't actually protecting the truck, the goose is protecting the reflection of himself in the truck's chrome that he thinks it's his mate. So in other words, the goose was doing the protection job it had been brought to the farm to do, but it wasn't doing the protection job that Lindsay needed it to do, because she needed it to protect her chickens. So this is how my neighbor solved the problem. She bought a standing mirror and she put it out in the pasture with the chickens. Brilliant, right? All of a sudden, the goose's mates was no longer a reflection in the truck's chrome. From then on, the goose's mate was actually in the pasture with the chickens and nobody could get in that pasture, not even Lindsay. You see, when the goose aligned itself with Lindsay's will, which was to protect her chickens, the goose served a nobler purpose because nobody needs a truck or a goose that will protect a truck, right? The moral of my story is don't protect a truck when you can protect a chicken. (laughs) Another way to say this is that when we align ourselves with God's calling on our life, it gives us a higher purpose. God's calling gives us purpose. This is countercultural. This is going against the tide because society says love yourself, get yours, get what you deserve, do what you want to get ahead. But going against the tide means aligning yourself with God's plan. It means walking out God's will for your life. It means giving up your purpose to align yourself with a much more worthy cause. God's cause. It means making yourself less so that he can become more. And this is exactly what Paul prayed for the Colossians, and by extension, us as well. He said, for this reason, since the day I heard of you, I have not stopped praying for you. I pray that your spiritual eyes will be open so that you will understand with spiritual clarity that God has a will and a purpose for your life, and he has something planned for you and when you align yourself with that calling you're going to serve a much higher purpose when we ask god to fill us with the knowledge of his will we serve a higher purpose and do you know why paul was saying that he or why paul was praying that we would not only understand god's will but that we would have spiritual clarity to understand it because he doesn't want us to move to africa He doesn't want us to quit our job and work for a church. He wants us to quit believing that doing something for him has to be super spiritual when most of us can't get through the day without swearing. I mean, am I right? (laughs) God's will for you is not to move you into service. God's will for you is to serve where you are. So notice the goose didn't need to get another farm to protect. He just needed help understanding that the chickens needed him more than the truck did. So maybe some of us need to take a moment to stop and ask God where our chickens are. Paul says pray for spiritual understanding so you can start seeing with clarity my purpose for you. Do you want to know what my first job in the computer and web field was? A receptionist. A receptionist. With a college degree, I quit my job waiting tables to become a, web, or a receptionist in a computer networking company. And I did this because in between answering phones and scheduling technicians, I could occasionally do web projects for customers. I took it because that's where my chickens were, because nobody needs a waitress with mad design skills. You know what? Looking back, God's plan for this wasn't even so that I could become the best web developer around, but it was the first step in the training I needed for the vision God's currently placing on my life for the next season of my life, 20 plus years later. Paul's saying, I'm praying for you that you understand this, that you know with spiritual clarity that God has a plan for each and every one of you. And when you walk in his will, several things happen. First, you're going to live a life worthy of the Lord. You're going to please him in everything. You're going to bear fruit in every good work. You're going to grow in the knowledge of God and you're going to be strengthened in his power. You're going to endure great patience. You're going to experience great patience in the midst of the mundane things of life. And as a bonus, you're never going to have to worry about protecting the dumb truck. Because I'm not going to waste your time. Everything is part of my plan to get you where you're going, God says. My vision for you is so much greater than your vision for yourself but I know it's slow. It's tedious. It's a lot of work. Some of you are doing a job you hate so you can pay your bills and survive in this season. And I get it. College is hard. Working an entry-level job as a young adult is hard. It doesn't pay well. It's a grind. It's thankless. And it's so much work. I hated answering phones. I hated I can't even tell you how much I hated it. If you want to get a hold of me, don't call me. Text me, okay? I'm not going to answer your phone. But here's my challenge. I challenge you to look at this differently. Because remember, God's will for you is to serve where you are in school, on the job, at home. But instead of just surviving, I challenge each and every one of you to take your gifts your passions, your desires, your knowledge, your expertise, everything that makes you you, take it to the God who has richly blessed you and offer it open-handedly to him. Ask him to give you vision for the next season of life where you are right now. Ask him to start showing you where your chickens are. Ask him to start moving you into the pasture. And as you step into the tidal wave of what his will for you is, start paying attention. And let me be real honest with you about this, because I know some of you are sitting there saying, Julie, that's great and all, but you haven't actually told us what our higher purpose is, so just tell us, what is it? How do I know if I'm wasting my time selling products from the trunk of my car when I could be protecting a goose or a chickens in the pasture? Just tell me, how do I know that? I can't answer that for you. But God can. Search your heart. What's there? What image comes to mind when you think about what's next? What brings you joy when you think about your future? What is the thing that causes both fear and excitement bubbling in you? Don't mistake this as something insignificant. Perhaps God is showing you a higher purpose for this season in life right now. And perhaps that's your calling for this season right now. So what's the next step in the journey? We're going to enter into a time of prayer and reflection right now. And I'm going to pray and the worship team can come back up. Um, But I want to pray for you. So if you feel a tug on your heart... I'm just going to ask you to stand up and hold open your hands. And no one's looking. It doesn't matter. It's between you and God. And this is just a chance for you to say, God, I'm listening. God, I want to hear from you uh, your vision and your direction in my life. God, I want to hear from you right in this moment. Because I want my life to count for something. And if that's you, just say, God, If you really do have something grander in mind, then just start giving me a glimpse of it. So if that's you, I'm just gonna invite you to stand up and receive, and I'm going to pray. Father, thank you for being present with us in this moment. I echo the words of Paul, and I pray for these basic students that their spiritual eyes will be open to understand the fullness of your intent towards them, your goodness, so that they'll understand that you have a perfect plan, and that when you think of them in their future, you're smiling, and you have everything lined up and ready to go. God, I just pray for courage for these students as they start walking out that path to what's next. Whether it's getting into the right program, whether it's starting a new job, whether it's starting to apply for internships, whether it's being graduated and in a job. God, give them vision for the next season of their life. Show them your higher purpose in calling and what you've called them into. Give them a tangible next step for where you're going. God, thank you that living against the tide is about aligning our hearts with your higher purpose. We thank you for your presence and the way you speak truth into our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you. You can sit down. So the next moments are yours for reflection, whatever that looks like. You can stay in your seat and pray or reflect on whatever uh, God was speaking to you about. If you need a starter question, they're gonna be on the screen. Um, I also have a table over there with cards, so perhaps a vision or a question came to mind, I invite you just to anytime during the night, go and write that down and tuck it away. Um, Or if you need prayer, remember our prayer team is in the back and they're ready and willing to pray with you. So these next few moments are between you and God.